Welcome to episode three of Convos Create Change. It's MLK Day. Today we honor the greatest human probably that walked the face of America from every city in America having a street named after him, from monuments to statues to museums. There's nobody that's done it bigger and been more celebrated than Dr. King. Um, so we want to get into the conversation about Dr. King and his impact that he had on our culture, but also how we're moving forward with his message and if we are moving forward with, that, with his message because we have so much divisiveness going on in our country. We have so many people that are not taking up the, the positivity that he put out there, but we have an ignorance that's going on within our culture. So I'm bringing my brothers in. Episode three, we got P.T. Duval. We got Easy with me. And we just want to figure out what's going on with our culture at the state that we're in. And what do y'all really think? How would Dr. King feel about the state of the culture, of a black culture in 2020? Which one of y'all want to jump in that first? Well, I don't think Dr. King had a chance to uh, see a black president uh, make that standpoint happen in life. So I, I believe with that change, it put a different mindset in our generation that the accomplishments that you can create for yourself as a black child is wider now. It's, the field is a little bit more open. But at the same time, uh, I feel like as a culture now that he's put the message out there that we kind of should be able to look to unify, to come together with all races, work together with all races, I think that did a different um, message for us as a, as a whole, as a people. I feel like now we just kind of work on trying to be a part of instead of focus on, on, on us as a race. I do think that um, Obama was a sign of like hope for our community. You know what I'm saying? It gave us a lot of hope. Yeah. I don't think he did a lot for our community, but it gave us that idea like, damn, there could be a black president. So yeah. I think him, he, he walked that line of our generation's change that's possible. You know what I'm saying? Cause, um, but I don't, I don't know if he really had a significant impact of MLK as far as the structure um, and, and as far as trying to change what was going on at that current time. Because a lot of things that went on eight years before Obama got in office True. continued to go on eight years after he was gone. So I want to know, like, what do you think are the contributing factors to the culture being in the state that it's in where we have so much praise for ignorance? Technology. Technology? Technology. Social media. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit more. But you can't blame technology because I think technology works on however you, however you spin it. Like, if you want to follow a whole bunch of butt-naked women all day on Instagram, you can. You know, <laughs> true, true, <laughs> you really true. can. But if you want to find a more of the woke crowd, you know what I'm saying, get you some conscious people, get you some, you can use technology for however, no one puts a barrier to say, you got to look up bullshit all day, every day. They're going to look at it anyway, though. That's more so what they're going to be drawn into. But why? It's a, it's, that's the, that's it's the trendy thing, man. That's the best what's, what's trick up? the government ever created was technology. That's the biggest handicap that I feel like they could, but it's like, it's it's the worst drug ever. Like you need it. It's but it's not even. Don't. It's how you use it. It's how it you though. use it. It's how you use everything. It's like it's a lot of people that can sit on there and not even get on social media all day. True. true. And you can like I be feeling like sometimes I know I'm addicted to social media to a certain extent. My thumb catching carpal tunnel sometimes. <laughs> so I be able to scroll all day. But there's times <laughs> where I wanna. You can go on YouTube and literally look up anything in the palm of your hand. That is true. That's you, not what's popping. It was the trainer right now. Right? That's that, and that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, why is the? It's like a battle between ignorance and intelligence. And ignorance is whooping intelligence's ass right now. Definitely. History been lost through technology. Then history's been lost. Been lost. Nobody don't know who Martin Luther King is right now. Really gonna be like, all right, we cool. 
that's not that's so not yeah, so I feel like his legacy at this point has become something a cute trendy topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's I've seen so many memes, but I don't see nobody really like. Well, I, I see a few people. I'm not saying nobody, but people really walking in that light to try to unify people. Like I was with um some brothers over the weekend. And I'm one of those people that try to get really involved with activism, and a dude called for black men to come together to stop sex trafficking. Mm. I was like, that's powerful. That's we, powerful. If we could do something like that, that'd be powerful. But only about 100 or 200 people showed up. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, but at the same time, I wasn't disappointed because I didn't really have high expectations. Being that I've been doing protests and marches for like the last five years, I know motherfuckers don't show up. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, how do we get to the point where people give a damn? You know what I mean? Like, Put even some money in front of us. But even today, right? You had the, uh, the white supremacist people have that rally for the pro-gun shit. They were deep as hell, guns everywhere. And they already got the upper hand. So it's like, how do we get to the point where if we ain't trying to fight for sex trafficking, we wouldn't give a damn about the Kaepernick situation. We don't really give a damn about Trump situation. Like, everything is a big-ass joke to us in our culture. Like, I can't believe that I saw them fucking flyers. That shit was crazy, though. To have the audacity to put MLK on a club flyer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. That's Atlanta, though, bro. You know that. That wasn't even in it. Don't do, don't do Atlanta like that, bro. That was it not in it. No, it was not in Atlanta. With the, with the, uh, with the no, that was like with the Meat Mill Jr. <laughs> oh, we got a different one because I swear I saw one. It was five of them. I put up yeah, five different. Yeah. I had a whole fucking collage on my play, page. We had a polo shirt on, man. They did them wrong. That was so disrespectful. Like, is everything a fucking <laughs> joke, bro? Like, like some shit got to be out of it. Like, there got to be some barriers, man. Like, where do we draw the line to say how do we? Like, where the gatekeepers at? Nobody gonna be like, like, when I said something about it on Facebook, folks, like, you can't, you always wanna be serious. Like, nah, bro, you just going too fucking far sometimes, man. The free will to promote whatever you would like. Technology just having it in your hands, like, free handed, just to be able to say, you know, we can put some bullshit out there, but you can't really come back and find me. You can't really come back and, and say nothing to me because most of these accounts are ghost accounts, are created by a server. Like, most people can run accounts. Just off of one laptop. I've seen some crazy shit. Like, the technology lane is so crazy. You can put out any message you want. But I think the technology lane is a gift and a curse if you put it in that sense. That's because a, I feel like we're in the age of information. Yeah. So if you have information at your at the palm of your hands 24-7, you can literally YouTube, I want to know how to make this business. And you can literally sit out a, a video and start a business off of just YouTube yeah. videos. And you can YouTube... I want to know how to make a bomb. And you're right. And then pop up. Like, so, more you know, people uh, gravitate around negative, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, why so I'm how, about. How do we make positive trendy? Money. Again. And that was, <laughs> I'm be honest with you, the whole thing when I started the Smart Foundation was to brand economics into our, not economics, I'm sorry, intelligence back into our culture. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was that kid that was book smart. But I ain't really push it out there like that. Like I, I kind of like hit it. You know what I'm saying? Right. When I was more so, I was more popular for being the badass kid that got right. kicked out of class than the kid that could possibly be on the honor roll. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it was it wasn't the cool thing to do. That's why our slogan was "Smart is the new is the new cool." You know what I'm saying? Whereas like we got to figure out why is that kid that has the potential to be a straight A student picked on? Why is he a nerd? Why is he lame? When that that's the person that's really gonna grow up to potentially be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got the cool kid who ain't going to do shit, who's going to have a record by the time he's 21. By the time he's 25, he ain't going to be able to get a good job. He damn sure ain't looking up to be an entrepreneur. So then you settle for this same cycle of being in the trap. Oh, I got to be a, you know, just a bunch of bullshit that we keep on embracing. That's my biggest problem. Social media controls a lot of part of that as well. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's why I pretty much I'm looking at you know I'm saying I'm older, but social me social media really control that that pop that population of people anyway. Where you think about negativity, mm -hmm. they're not really looking on no Instagram and nothing positive at all. You know what I'm saying all day you getting fed bullshit all day. Long. Do we feel like parenthood plays a part in it as well? Like certain yeah. parents shouldn't like I can't say shouldn't be parents. <laughs> I can't really determine that. Man, but it's, it's like. They raise them trap babies. They raise that, the babies mm. that, that are cussed at six and they think it's cute and funny. Like, right. and, and, and them kids become comfortable with it. I've seen some kids like really go into full out NBA young boy mode. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm talking about they so serious. They so in it. And some of these kids become them trap babies because you can, you can sell weed at 10, 13, 12, don't matter. And, and start the process of this how I seen my lifestyle around the people I was around. Because I ain't gonna lie, I was in the projects when I was young in Mobile in Alabama. Like, I was in Roger Williams projects and I had an easy influence to be around that. But my mindset and my mom, she got me out of the project. So right. it's like she put me in a different element of people. Same for me. She put me in a mindset me. of, of different things. But see, even Sports. even when you say Sports parenting, too. like, no, nah, because like when I, I, I got like friends that coach at, in the little league sports, right? And them, them parents be terrible. <laughs> like, them parents curse out the referee. I've seen the parents get kicked out the game. Like, bro, what type of example are you setting? And this is this little league sports six. I seen some six year old coaches get to fight, bro. Yeah. And they it. shut down the whole park. P. Diddy got to fight with a coach. That's Diddy. <laughs> I ain't know about that one. You ain't know about that one? The son. The son. Yeah, son coach. Uh uh, no. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, what type of, like, I think, I think a lot of times we don't go to the purpose of accountability. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And everybody avoids the, the questions of accountability. And if you say, what are you accountable for? Like, what are you doing? Then they sit back, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I think parenting is, is key because there's a generation of so many young parents. You got pa grandparents, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have too much structure anymore. Right. So now we're at that point where anything goes, and I think it does relate back to parenting. I think, you know what I'm saying, we got so many people that just, a lot of kids that do whatever the hell they want to do. A lot of fathers. And then you don't even, we don't have that village at all. No. You know, we don't have that village. So it comes back to parenting because if I want to help your kid, and I say something to him, I come at him, and you want to fight me for saying for trying to check your kid because you ain't going to check him. True. So then we got a whole cycle of just nothing just repeating itself. Like when you was young, you know, everybody can beat our ass pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Who yeah. Was. yeah. yeah. So I wish it, you would say something to a kid right now. When do you think it stopped for that generation? When did it stop? Like when did that co-parenting from y'all 80s, 80s? 80s, yeah, I, say, I said that too. Crack, you know what I'm saying, drugs, ladder. Like, like our parents? I know, I don't think it was our 80s babies. Cause I feel 90s? like I feel like '90s. I no, feel like I it was said, '90s. I said '90s was a big. That I feel like was it was the biggest fucking right. whoa in the fucking world. Like that shit. '90s baby was a whoa. Cause that I feel like I still had those parents that'd be like, "All right, you going over so and so house? Yeah, if you act up, she's free to beat your ass." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still had those type of parents where you couldn't even, you couldn't even call an adult by their first name. No. Put a Mister in front of that, or an uncle or aunt. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't even disrespect another adult around another adult. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Right. We're going to get back to the real root of this. Technology again. Now, that's what's raising kids. Yeah. But that's no, that's not raising the parents. really is. How, man, you, how can you a know, parent not? So you're going to blame the, the technology over the parent? The parent is like giving you the technology. Not really. A parent would give a kid a fucking, a fucking tablet and a that's phone and just leave them because he wants you to shut up because you don't want to be bothered. So you have, as a parent, it's a structure. It's like it's parents who. Allow kids to make up their own opinion about what their sexuality is before they even think about sex. Oh, yeah. 
I'm just saying, like, you could be seven, eight years old talking about you don't want to be a boy no more. Like, how do you even? And that's not even about sexual experiences. That ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? But that goes, I I don't don't know what that attributes to, but I'm just saying that's a level of parenting where I don't know if it was right for our parents to be as strict. Because I don't think, I think my pops would have punched me in my chest or some shit like that. Bro, do you believe it's a gay gene? Oh, they said God. it was a gay gene. That just tripped me out. I never, I just, what does a gay gene do? It wiggles the other way? Like, I'm not, I feel I, like, I do feel like this, DNA? though. I feel like from talking to people, though, for real, for real, I feel like people who are gay feel like they're born gay. I know that. Like, I, like, I, I, I can't, I can't, can't tell you that you're not. That. <laughs> I can't tell you that you're not, but I also feel like, I feel like there's a but lot. The, of, but does that mean one of your parents was low-key gay? Oh, so you're saying was a dream gene transfer? Yeah, it was a transfer. Oh, like, right, was, it, was, right. was this down the line? Like, was it a process of elimination? Now you get, that's deep. Because they say everything's hereditary. You get dumplings, you get certain, you know, uh, uh, like, I mean, is it? Because, you know, you're yeah, undercover I, parent. I, is it being like when the women say, like, they fake gay? Like, they kind of, you know, all girls kind of. I don't understand girls. the psyche, so I can't speak. I just try to listen to people who, who experienced it, you know what I'm saying, and try to, like, not be biased. I used to be biased. And, and have an ignorant stance on that shit, but now that I have conversation with people, like they really feel like that's, and they feel like their childhood was different. They couldn't right. communicate with their parents, and so I just try to respect people's opinion on shit like that. Like I can't feel your pain. I don't understand the mindset that you went through, so I can't really relate to it. But I can say, hey, I, I feel where you're coming from from a, a point of. Right. Not being able I just to be, be who you are. I just want to be more knowledgeable of it. You know, I'm, you gotta I'm, have a conversation. Yeah, you gotta have a conversation because you gotta. That's exactly what it is. Like, <laughs> but please, I think because I don't nobody get offended by this conversation, but no. we want to spark the interest of the conversation so that you can really speak on it in your inner circle. So it's right. like, how do people, especially with parenting, because like Dwayne Wade thing, a lot of people he got a lot of backlash for that. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, you got to respect that man. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> I, I need I need my boy here to talk right, right now. <laughs> This OG Bobby Johnson right now. You gonna light it? That's a big topic. I don't know if we got enough time for that. No, I don't think we got enough time for that, but just like it was okay for Alicia Keys to say what he said, she said about her son, told Rainbow uh, Fingertips. It's cool right now. I mean, it's hard, bro. I don't know what. I mean, Amber Rose had bashed at the Slut Fest, you know. 21 Savage says. I don't know. That might be good parenting. She really should. But see, I think. think I think, and I think a lot of people think because that they're in their child's lives mm-hmm. that that makes them a good parent. Because there's so many absentee parents that they feel like, oh, I'm just there. But they're not realizing that you're just as toxic because you got so much hurt and pain for that other parent that you really just like hold those grudges. Yeah. And you really like yeah. building another person that think all men ain't shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you hate that nigga and you hate that father that will, that broke your heart type of situation. Co-parenting is a big topic. Co-parenting is something that definitely needs to be taught through our culture for sure. Definitely. Black people like cuz a lot of times you're not going to get the person pregnant or have the baby with the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life or love <laughs> or want to deal with. That's I guess. That's, but that's <laughs> happening. It's that's, reality. That is reality. It shouldn't. It's reality, it's but that's that's a I mean, how can we say it shouldn't though? Like cuz it like because we're supposed to have a structure, family structure. It's, yeah. and, but we just fucking so much these days yeah. that, you know what I'm saying, one night you just have a mistake. And now you got like, a whole situation. Do we look at mistakes Faith. as mistakes? Like, because you got to put it in. You got to continue for some <laughs> amount of time. I want to cut you off about that co-parenting. That's the, the one of those bigger topics. That's why the structure is not there because we're not even allowed to even have co-parenting really existing because, you know, fathers are 
dead in jail, gay, you know, other situations. So it's really parenting as a whole, but, you know, we don't have that structure. So co-parenting is something that we can jump into and be like, yeah, man, you know, really try to figure it out. That's a better interest to, you know, for me thinking like why the bigger issue is like, it's kind of hard when you have a kid and you ain't. So, but <clears throat> when we say co-parenting, are we saying like that they aren't there? So that's, so we're more so being brought up in single parent households all together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's a one side of the fact. Yeah. It's one person's opinion, one per- perspective, and you're not getting that full. that full perspective of a mom. I don't, like I said, How many of us on this panel grew up in a two-house, two-parent um, parent home? I did for a little bit of time. Like, my parents got divorced when I was, like, 10 or 11. Not ever. Not ever. My parents, I mean, they got divorced, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. I, had, I had stepdad syndrome, but other than that, like, it wasn't. I, I had a big brother. Yeah, yeah, I had an older brother, too. My pops, you know what I'm saying? But see, that goes back to the structure. Like, who who are we having, especially as men that are setting the guidelines? Like, like a lot of the communication is lost. A lot of what what it I don't want to say that to be a man means, but that structure is not instilled in us young because, unfortunately, a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. And I think you learn how to stand up. Yeah. Right, and I, I think systematic oppression played into that with mass incarceration. With and did y'all, and the thing, you know, we were talking about earlier about the uh, poor people's program with MLK. But when I was looking back, I was researching, um, what's it called? Uh, Section 8. Yeah. Did you know, like, if within Section 8, you couldn't get Section 8 if you had a man in the household? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like another form of systematic oppression to the, divide the black family structure. Willing, able, bodies, that's what they call them. Like, yeah. you don't need them in there. Right, like, <laughs> so you gonna give us some free shit, <laughs> but you got, but, <laughs> but you gotta get them up out of here. Like that's psychologically a plan of that destruction. Is, that really is fucked up. So you can't even help him be around it. So we can't get it's no strong. financial aid. He can't get a job. So what the fuck? So now we gonna, hey, so that's that's build that. So that's ain't, the bigger picture of parenting, really. What you mean? Shit, I mean, well, the structure of that is the more so like it's like governmental really controlling this shit then like you know right i mean because if you look at the whole dr king situation it was him against the government you know what i'm saying he got to the point where he was so big and so powerful that the government started to see it and once he got off his kumbaya horse and started talking about economics yeah. and trying to get when he started saying stuff like we need to spread out the wealth more in this country yeah. when together when he started saying that for black people that's when he became dangerous. You know what I'm saying? That's when they had the off, bro. They was like, hey, bro, nah, you. You a bit too smart. You, you look. Exactly you didn't figure the shit out. First, you was holding hands and saying <laughs> you had yeah. a dream about one day all yeah. of us. And I think that part of his dream is true. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can all equally, all equally integrate and be in the same spaces. You know what I'm dream. saying? It was a dream. It was a dream. But it, I don't. Probably was reality because you know he had some white women on his last night. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting into that. We're not getting what he stood for. Right. He, stood, he stood for white women. I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody, we're not finna, we're not finna dog my dog. That ain't dog. That ain't dog. First I did see on, I did see somebody on Twitter say some funny shit though the other day. You know they were talking about the recordings and they was like, uh, <laughs> he wasn't on there playing patty cake. <laughs> he not. Like Martin was a smooth talker, man. Don't get it. <laughs> man, we, but see the thing about that is like that that kind of brings like. I don't know. That puts a stain on his shit because it makes oh. it makes Coretta look bad. I, I don't think it's a stain, man. It's 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 human, bro. We we and none of us are perfect as as human beings. Period. I think that's the thing too. We always be trying to prophesize people and yeah, put them bro, on a different pedestal. Like 
like we're not flawed. Like one thing I love about one of my biggest uh, role models is Pac. It was like, I'm not a role model. I'm a real model. Right. I'm a real person. You know what I'm saying? I go through flaws. And when you see me doing some shit that regular people do, I don't want you to think nothing different of me because I'm a regular person. Bro still love Bill Cosby to this day. He don't my think dog, he did man. it. He ain't do it, man. <laughs> he he hey, yo, for everybody out there who think Bill did it, come holler at me, man. I promise you, I'll you change You ain't got mind. no type of evidence. Did, did OJ do it? OJ, 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 OJ did it. OJ definitely did But Bill ain't. Bill ain't do it. He no, told y'all straight up, he Spanish fly. Y'all know what that means? That means he did it, nigga. No, 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 no. That no, means no. he put some in people drink. Consensual, got consensual. Scotty, tell, the tell them the link to look it up. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. It's on YouTube. It's a uh, 1992 interview with uh, Larry King. Larry King. Larry King for CNN and Bill Cosby. And he says, put a little drop in the drink and hello, America. That was the most. loved it. Y'all didn't know what that means. Come on, y'all don't know what that means. But that don't mean that the person knew he put the drop in the drink right. either. Rick Ross said, I'm sorry. I'm he got sorry. backlash? Molly on her champagne. He's not as powerful as Bill Cosby. You're right. right. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. He, he lost sponsorships for that too. Yeah. So you but, think because he's powerful, he shouldn't get prosecuted for it? Man, that it. Man, look. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. That's like the negative mindset this culture has right now. True. And that's what I'm trying to figure True. out. Because like, he did so much way better things. Right, and then we'll try to discredit a person for, for, for some shit like that. Which, yeah, which is regular, I mean, in a sense. I mean, we don't want, we've normalized cheating on our there wives these days, but that... He was cheating? Ooh. It's not normal? Bill Cosby was married? What we were talking about Martin. Oh, oh yeah. That's what back, we started yeah. with. Back to Martin. Bill Cosby, he was married too, yes. He was married. <laughs> he was married. Camille, he was married the whole time. What are you he talking was, about? He when he did that? Oh, I, he was married. I, thought he was doing, I thought he was doing this single. Fuck no. You thought this was single. Nah, but when we get back to, to it being MLK Day, do you feel like this generation has picked up or dropped the baton on what he stood for? Mm. That's oh, no, they dropped it, man. Dropped it? They dropped it. Hell yeah, it's been yeah. dropped. That's my... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's... I think it's still a run. I think Listen. I think we got it. Just they just ain't reached the person they who, need to reach yet. Who? But everybody knows about it. So I, this I is my thing. Everybody he exposed is, it already. Who? Bill. I mean, uh, Martin already exposed, but nobody ain't took that. Right. Everybody is. Ex that's what I was just gonna say. In power or in that position, the greatness that they have. I mean, like you got this whole man street right is right there. That's true. The whole neighborhood you, is a nationally historic park. Yeah. The whole neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? If that don't inspire you to want to do something, like. It feels like people are so intrigued by the ignorant shit and want to go viral, but you don't want to go viral for nothing positive. You don't want to be a part of 10,000 men. Like, when we walked through the airport the other day and we had 100 men screaming, we love our women, I ain't never felt like that before. Black people and positive don't work together. So That's some bullshit. I, I, it, it really ain't no bullshit, though. I mean, it is some bullshit. Then they like, what time y'all getting up to go meet? I don't know, but I'm making it that time. <laughs> right, it's like, then the thing about it is everybody's having these... Practice. Everybody's always saying we need to unify, we, but what would it take? Like, all right, I'm not trying to put y'all on the spot, but y'all know who I am and what I do as far as protests and things like that. Would y'all ever be like, see y'all doing that type of stuff? Yeah, it has to hit me personally. But why? You, you asked me. Oh, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm asking why I got to hit you personally. Because I feel, I feel like around, that's the biggest I've, thing. I've been around for so long to see when certain people or people are, you know, of color and trying to do other things the right way, and it doesn't work out. It don't. It, it don't benefit me. It don't. It don't help me out in the it long run. I understand what you're gonna. It don't gotta benefit you though. I, that's why I just said that's the only way I'm doing it. If it, I see the change in, in you know with other people and it helps me, 
that's when I could see it. But, but then I, that becomes, but that means, and I think I'm not saying that you're wrong, because I think that's the mindset that most people have. I, I feel like we've become such a selfish society. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we don't, we don't always love thy neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like something, especially like with police was brutality. That the Bible? Yeah. That, that I don't think I don't think black people wake up like love thy neighbor. They're like, no. get a strap for thy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for get thy neighbor money to knock on thy neighbor. neighbor. Let me get my money and get the fuck on. That's what that's yeah. our mindset. Yeah. Or let, yeah. and, but the thing is, we've always channeled this over oh, a strength in numbers type of situation. But we ain't really unified at all to even feel for another person's pain. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got people getting killed by police officers, all right, that's, that's right. random as fuck, right? True. How, how can you not put yourself in that situation until something happens to somebody you know? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not me That's not feeling the pain for other people and other things of that nature. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I've seen so many people and my people next to me reach out and do all, it, it, it doesn't come back the same way. It, it's not like it, it's doing it almost for nothing. But you can't do stuff looking for it to come back. You can't. I can look for it. It, it, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I, I probably move that way. And I can see it helping me. I, I'm not just finna see, finna say, okay, dude just got shot. Mm-hmm. Don't know him. Mm-hmm. I know he was, everything was wrong. You know, the police mm-hmm. did the right. I don't, I don't know him. All right? It's like another black man. I know the different mentality that I should have is, okay, we all brothers, we should stick together. But that's not, I don't know him. But so, so you can't he, feel he, his pain? I felt it already, but he did nothing for me. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just being told. You know, but what I'm saying is, in the situation I'm in, I, I'm in. There's a lot of people who I personally don't know, and a lot of times I've grown relationships with families because I'm just there. You see what I'm saying? So it's not me just being there because I'm looking for something from from them. I'm just there because they need support at that time. And so if we could more, get more people to support each other and bounce that support system around, then we have a more unified front, but it's like everybody's mindset is similar to, I want that, it don't have shit to do with me, bigger, so I don't give a fuck. All right, mm-hmm. bigger picture is me being in the military. Mm-hmm. I'm riding for some motherfuckers, I don't even motherfucking know. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing them dying, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, that was my bigger call. I have to do this for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So people outside, let's say he in fucking Virginia got shot. I don't know this dude. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel that same drive to have to move and push so hard for him. You know what I'm saying? His people are going to do it. I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? So I really feel like that. But his people, it's his people. I mean, we are his people. We, that, that, we have to get to that. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the communication line barrier that I think is really, really missing is that yeah. we don't really consider it a brotherhood, a family environment. Yeah. When, when something, all this shit affects all of us in a certain degree. And until and we really, yeah. and until we really take on the, that that challenge to say, "Hey, bro, I feel for you. I'm coming," regardless of who it is, it ain't got to be easy. I know if, if something happened easy, you'd be there. Definitely. Of, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If something happened, I know you'd be there. I'm yeah. not. I, I don't question that at all. But my thing is like, and I see this all the time when I go to protests and marches, and it could be a pro-black thing. And this is the reason why I've, you know, eased up on some of the white people is because they be there. They show up and support some shit. That ain't got shit to do with them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, with our people, our mindset is not together. It's not to unify. It's like... It's on our own time. It's like, I'm going to move in my time, but I see y'all. I'm going to send my like over there to the situation, but 
I ain't gonna pull up over there. And it, it is something, bro. That's that's a real. I can, I can hit a passion in it when you talk about it, like. And I feel like it's something that I can definitely be a part of and should be a part of. But it's just like I don't put it into the forefront of my life to be like, man, you gotta get up and go do this because this is gonna make a difference oh, yeah, in a community that is. I mean, it, to, I'm be honest, with you, it, it's a it's a battle within me because I had to learn like I've been doing about maybe like five years now. You've been at it though, bro. I, I, shit. I mean, and I ain't, I ain't saying this having. We called you a lawyer, nigga, ten years ago. We right. Some tape. <laughs> I ain't saying this looking for no kudos or nothing like that, but it's just like I feel like I had a conversation with somebody and, and we were we were always talking about well this needs to be done and this needs to be done. But then I went back and I was having a conversation with my pops and he was like, well, nigga, why the fuck you don't do it? And I think. We have to get to that point of the conversation. It's like we sit here and identify our problems. But you see who you want to talk to about that? My pops. I, a lot of us don't like we went back to that, don't have that, a, that's don't, that outlet because that that that's parenting. Yeah. yeah, it hits you differently. It hits you in a way where that. when your pop said, "I gotta go do it now," pop said it. It kind of gave me reinforcement. I took it as a challenge though. Yeah, but I, it, think, it I took everything as a challenge. When my mom says some shit, it resonates to me like any person way. on this earth. I don't know right. why she only got a. It, it could be anything. It, it gonna hit me, and I don't even want it to hit me. I'm not an emotional nigga, but it'll hit me differently. Like, damn, it really set on me. Like, you know but I think I, I do think parenting has. But I think even like there's a lot of big bros in the community. There's a lot of OGs in the community, but I don't think they communicate in that message of unity. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of times people, it's it's really interesting to be me now. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't know how to interact with me. Like, they see the mm-hmm. stuff that I do on social media. They don't see me with y'all every day. They don't see me with school every day. They don't see me with my m and brothers. So they don't know how I am personally. Like I don't really walk around preaching to people all day, every day. Like, I really standoffish, quiet, keep to myself. If you don't say nothing to me, I'm not going to say nothing to you. But that's funny, bro. Shit, I, I do something <laughs> that I feel like I'm supposed to be around people every day. I host parties, do events, been doing it forever in the city, all over, been to the biggest events, biggest clubs, and I'm supposed to be around people, talking to people, and engaging more, but I'm reserved, motherfucker, y'all know that, like, I just sit in my room by myself with no bitch, like, it's just <laughs> smoke, chill play, to relax my mind, I feel like it's a release in a sense, I'm more antisocial than social, I definitely but am. I, I'm, shit. I think that's technology, though, yeah, I but, think because you could just engage with your phone. But having having you, you, having you put y'all headphones in and engaging your phone, and you ain't got to say shit to nobody. Having y'all in my life made me engage in other areas. You know what I'm saying? Like this podcast alone. Like, but see, this is what I mean. But what I'm saying is like, for you to have the influence that you have, and people see what you do, right? And I don't think I think people feel like you got to pick a lane. Yeah. And this this has been my whole my whole message throughout the whole process of what I'm doing. It's like you know what, bro? You can care about the community. You can smoke weed, mm-hmm. you can drink Hennessy, you can do all that, yes, but you can show an interest in your community as well. And so I feel like, especially with people with influence. That's the thing though, what is my community? Because most of these niggas live in the 12, live in the <laughs> Stations, live in Buckhead. Like, I'm invested in the Buckhead, but I ain't invested in the Bankhead. I ain't going down to the east side, but is is Big Bank and what they doing on his side, on his platform for somebody that's in the hood every day, and them niggas that we know that's seen a check, are they really going and putting them niggas in better positions or worse positions? And these niggas, they got big bros in that essence, like Futures and all them niggas, they done made it. They up. And they still come to our hood and Lambos and all these. Am I just inspiring these niggas to be more rap niggas? I mean, that's that's a great question. I think I think we don't have enough economic plans for that. Mm. Like I feel like if the, the industry money that we have collected if we invested that into our community, yeah. I feel like 
I feel like each rapper should get a franchise. A studio or some shit like that. Nah, fuck that. Like like a Wendy's, like uh, oh, uh, uh, like uh, uh, American something that generates job opportunities. You think that Hotlanta shit real? That Future did? That's a pop up. Yeah, it was real for the weekend. Oh, but man. if he did that, conti- that's I, I hard. That. I said that. That's hard. That's a. This is the thing. Like, it's a business plan. Like we were talking about. We always get back to economics, but that's economic plan. That's economic structure. Is to invest not just in the community. In the community, not to just come back and give a nigga a, 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 a pound or two so he can flip it. Like right, <laughs> that's right. still risking right. your freedom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not giving them an alternative route. And so I think give you a quick route. Right. I mean, you're not going to be broke route. And that's the thing, too. I think a lot of people miss that conversation with how do you step, you can't really tell somebody how to get money, I mean, how to change their life, or that they should change their life, excuse me, if you can't provide them with the other, another means of living. That's true. So you can't say, oh, you that's shouldn't true. be getting some street money over here if you can't show them how to get some legit money over here. Yeah. And so I think as a whole, we have to always heart back on the business side of things and realize if we don't create jobs, we ain't creating shit. Yeah, you made me think about boys in the hood, bro. <laughs> I know I really resonate what that meant when uh, the Pretty dad fun. walked his son up to the sign and was just basically teaching him about, about black economics and basically if we don't create a structure in this neighborhood for our people, like, it's over. Pretty much doomed. And you gotta think, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, 30 years, that was 30, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And, but the thing Damn. is, the structure, yeah. Damn, because y'all know 2000 was 20 years ago. <laughs> y'all remember Y2K? Hold on, I don't even want to get off yeah. the subject. But Did your computer go out? I ain't mind. Man, shit, it happened. I was, I was thinking. You swear it went out. I knew you. He thought it happened. Hey, man, I ain't thinking that. I was in the military. I didn't know what oh, happened, bro. You know how to hit the button. Hey, listen. Oh, before we go get off subject, <laughs> when y'all was kids, y'all know y'all computer only went up to 1999, right? Y'all do know that, right? It wasn't even set up for 2000. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't set up yet. Just think about it. Well, you can't about. set up until we get there. No, 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 no. We had Windows 98 before Windows 98. Before 98. You get what I'm saying? So I just want y'all to understand what I'm saying to you. This was 95. We had Windows 98. Y'all, the computer stopped at 1999. You don't think I, they was in there working on hey man, the 2000? Hey man, you don't think man. they was in there figuring that out? They, they run fucking around with that 2000. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think we were going to get there. They so, didn't. I don't know who put what out there. for a minute. You know I ain't saying? seen no lights go out. It's all good. Go back to the motherfucker. You see internet, nigga. Go to the internet. Only cheap people lights on out. Go ahead, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the thing about it is, the year 2000 hit at different times around the world. And I was more like, uh, people was really sitting up there waiting. They was sitting up there. Niggas went bought up everything. They went in bunkers, bro, for this shit. Because it wasn't set up. The people thought 2020 people, was going to be the same smart. thing. They were smarter than us. That's all that was. Man, that was some bullshit. <laughs> that was doing they prep for that shit right they now. They put a mask on our face, man. Man, how did we get on that? Uh, I don't even know how we got When you rewind this back, please let us know how we got here. And I feel like a lot of people who are intelligent don't have the heart to speak up against the ignorant. Like the ignorant is real brash, it's mm-hmm. real bold, aggressive. it's real it's real aggressive. And like, and I think one of uh, a term Nipsey used in one of his interviews was that we have to be more aggressive with our intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm Make more it cool, pretty much. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's even a cool. I don't think it's a cool. I mean, that's what only young niggas gonna gravitate to. You're gonna be cool. You're gonna be something. I think I real. think that comes when you're when you're mentoring and when you're talking to little kids. You know what I'm saying? It, it seems something cool, like them getting straight A's should be something that they see as cool, which I think most are. But most at, are, at some know. point, they lose that care for that too. Like they don't give some money. Well, well, some parents fail. Yeah, other things. But I think their their environment was around them. You get oh lame man nigga, what you trying? What you think you smart or something? Like that's why I was so cool when 
I was so cool with it and embraced it when bro gave me the nickname Smart, even though I was wearing the damn shirt every day, you know what I'm saying, with every color. I got my brand on me, you know what I'm saying, the brand, my intelligence into the culture. It takes people of influence, you know what I mean, and, and people of, of who people mutually respect. You know what I'm saying? So I think when you're in the hoods, and I think that's one thing I love about uh, School of Trouble, if y'all know who Scoob is, but he has a certain influence about him and a certain structure where, he, and I, I, people don't know that personal side of him, but I see him in the hood playing with the kids, playing football, going to the football games, you know what I'm saying? And even when he has his video shoots, most of them are in the hood, and I remember I even had a conversation with the lady from Def Jam while she was shooting the video, and the kids came over and played with the, uh, with the camera equipment. Mm. And then that inspired her to say she want to start a nonprofit that helps kids in the hood see those opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So it's just being about being able to use your influence. That's why I got to get him on the show because we got to talk about his, what, what gets that. But I think a lot of times the people who we praise have a negative influence. I think a lot of times it's, it's sex, money, drugs. That's yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and those are fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Those are fun. But there has to be more substance. You know what I'm saying? There's Education. No, of course. But we have to know what we're educating, because what you feed them is what they're going to soak into. So it's, it's kind of like... But I think it goes back to what you're saying, the money. Because mm -hmm. if you're educating them on how to get money in a legit way... That's business. That's, that's it. That's it. That, that's the and I think, I think that's why when we talk about Dr. King's legacy, I feel like it got to be more than just a quote. It got to be more than just a meme. It got to be people really holding themselves accountable to say, I'm about to step up and I'm, I'm really going to live in this. And I felt like, I'm going to be honest with you, it was about three or four years ago, I was doing like some kind of run for justice, some shit like that, where they just had like a mile run and we ended up in front of his house. And I started sitting on that sign. I was like, bro, do you know how powerful <laughs> you got to be to have your whole neighborhood, not your house, <laughs> like the whole block on both sides. It's about 30 houses on Auburn Avenue that you just can't touch. They still look the same from 1968, yep. you know what I'm saying? And, but do you know how great you gotta be? Do you know how impactful you gotta be to have your birthday be a national holiday? Like, and that's why I say when I, when I do what I do, I don't really care about what other people think. I don't really have nothing to prove to nobody. I feel like I'm chasing a legacy. I'm chasing greatness. Like I'm chasing ghosts of, mm -hmm. of a Martin, of a Malcolm, of a Tupac, of to be in that conversation 50 years from now to say, hey, Smart. You made a change. Right. Yeah. That's why we branded the change creators. That's what. Let's make the contest now. What's the contest? I'm always up for a challenge. First people to make ten, get ten people to make a business. A legit business. Ten people to make a legit business. Ten people to make a legit business. So we're trying to take ten people and get them to make a business. That that don't have a business already. Don't have a business. <laughs> don't have a business at all. Like we're mentoring them. How, like, we'll just have to figure out the specifics yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a dope challenge, though. That's dope. I think we should make that a social media challenge. I think we should make a black business challenge. Nah, that's cool. S inspire somebody. You can just say one person. Yeah, start with, yeah, start, start start with, with a person. <laughs> start with a person. Because, uh, Matter of fact, you need, you know what? You, no, 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 I think that's... What place to see? I think, I, think, I think that's something for the business owners. But we got to also be able to be able to reach black business. And that's, yeah. what, that's one of my ideas we were talking about with the marketing thing. You know what I'm saying? Where I just want to market black businesses. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, that's, that's I want to make it convenient. I mean, y'all better not steal my shit. But <laughs> I want to be able to have an app or a link to where it just gives you, if you're looking for a black barber, if you're looking for a black caterer, if you're looking for a black mechanic, if you're looking for a black um, uh, plumber, whatever it is, the structure is, hey, I go to this link, 
It's smart business. You know what I'm saying? So, and Google just took it. I promise you. Fuck that. On YouTube, man. Uh, Google it. Uh, <laughs> LLC that thing tonight. But I think you just have to be able to to inspire people and empower people through education. And, yeah. and, and that comes from economics though, you know what I'm saying? And communication. Like we were just having a big back, back and forth within my group chat and it was just like the old niggas and the young niggas, the dysfunction within it. And we, everybody kept saying to the old niggas, you're not listening to the young niggas. Yeah. You wanna really say you wanna help the young niggas but you're not listening to what they telling you how to help them. You really just talking at them. And don't nobody learn from talking at them. You talking, hey, pull your motherfucking pants up young nigga. Mm. Man, fuck you your old, fuck like you It never works. Fuck it you, aunt. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right, so. Yeah, it never works. Coach Carter was a once-in-a-lifetime movie. It worked for him, <laughs> but it don't work like that. Like, I think even to, even in those situations, you got to learn to communicate with people. I was just saying, like, we, we learn or we communicate through hate, and it's not even yeah. intentional. Yeah. It's not even intentional. It's like, what's up, pussy-ass nigga? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, lame-ass nigga? What's <laughs> your lame-ass been doing all that fuck-ass wives? What's your bitch-ass on? That's really how we talk to each yeah. other. Like, and I, I really just realized that's how I talk to people too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's regular. That's regular. That's regular conversation. But let somebody else say that to one of your homeboys. Oh, bitch ass nigga. You're going to be looking sideways. So why is it okay for us to talk to our homeboys in, the, in that manner, but we wouldn't allow somebody else to talk to them like that? Well, it was never cool. I'll say that right now. I don't talk to my homeboys like that. I want y'all to know. I don't talk to my homeboys like that. I'm, I'm be honest. You, I'm, be honest. I'm be honest. Look, like that. I promise you. Look. I talk like that, right? You do. Yeah, I do. And one time I was talking to people, like, I was just joking. I was like, damn, lame. Oh, bitch, yeah, nigga. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna be too many more bitches. I was like, damn, bro. I'm gonna be honest, though. Half of Atlanta, the, the real Atlanta, I don't know what's such a part, but you know this, like, in certain areas, that's how niggas talk. That's how, that's how I, I talk. I'm not gonna but, flex. And I know he ain't trying to, he wasn't even disrespecting that. Right. I, I really believe what happened was, the culture changed from years of how people can relate to each other. Yeah, and that's right. how we need a black dictionary. Because real shit, you know what I'm saying? That ain't something I'm just going to have fun with my niggas. Well, I understand him. I don't mean him no disrespect. Him, me, me not. But I was just like, damn. But niggas really told each other like that. And I, like, I had to really like subconsciously think about what I said before I said something to him after that. You know what I'm saying? Because they'd be like, that's just how I talk. Yeah. Bitch ass yeah. nigga, like that just I say bitch ass nigga all the time to my <laughs> people. <laughs> when you see a thick when you see a thick woman pop up on your Instagram, what you say? Come on. What you mean? Man. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. You wanna hear me say that's a bad bitch? Oh, <laughs> oh I was like, what? I, I don't know her name though. I don't know her name. I don't know her name. I mean, but that even goes back to our toxic culture, like. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I mean, bitch is friendly now. Bitch is like, oh, it could be everything. I swear to God, right? They just had a photo shoot bitch before we start. This girl said, "This is one girl." She said, "Who is that to you?" She said, "That's my bitch." And she said, "Who is that to you?" Oh, that's my friend. <laughs> like yeah. bitches, like, <laughs> like bitches are higher level than friends. It's a term of endearment to these motherfuckers. Yeah, like it's like. Uh -oh. Only when they say it to each other. Right, you, nah, boy, what? Man, come on, man. Hey, listen, bitches, that's another word y'all can get used to. No disrespect at all. It ain't nothing. I just want to be called no bitch. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell bitch, it will pop up on the bottom. <laughs> I didn't say bitch. I said B-I-C-A. Okay. I've, I've been using bitch ever for. Plies, bro. Plies can say bitch to a lot of bitch. to it. And no, no, he will talk to them like this. Like, no, what was that line that a uh, black youngster had? Oh, uh, show him your mom made a hoe. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, I just watch. Now, you're going to show them your that mom, your mama, mama made, a, made a hoe. He slid it in. <laughs> he slid it in so smooth, though. Right. Ain't right. Dr. Martin Luther King like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he fight for you to be showing everybody that your mama made you a hoe? Really? But 
That boy played back 12 times, boy. DJ, bring the bitch back. Show your mama made it, hope. Show your mama made it. Is that Never Would Have Made It remix? Never Would Have Made It. Oh, I don't think I heard the remix. <laughs> oh, though. my God. It's, in the yeah, club, it's all on Instagram and everywhere. It's in the club, though. Oh, my God. Sad, boy. They, took a, they, took a, they took a church sample. Right, I say, yeah. And I'm talking, and the club oh, goes man. crazy. I just see people change. I see people change like in an instant. It's like you change from holy <laughs> to Lucifer. Like the holy, the holy, holy the holy. But I think you in that environment. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah, that, I don't yeah, think yeah, that song you, should you, be there. I don't think it should. women are old. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a at this point in time, there's no type of structure. There's anything goes. It's a kill me before I kill you. It's a I gotta have my pistol in me at all times. Like, you just never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Never like, we're, we're all on edge and we're living in the moment. So it's like a fear of just our own. You know what I'm saying? True. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, there's no structure. It's bro. like, I think it's like we're waiting for it to hit home. It's, it's kind of. And like, that's the thing I was trying to say. Like, that's how everybody is, though. Yeah. Like, I know people that I've met through this movement and that only came into it because they brother or their sister got killed. And I can respect that, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, it's bigger, it's like, this ain't some play play shit. This could happen to anybody at any given moment. So don't just think like it could never happen to you. You know what I mean? And that'd be my thing. Like people don't really get the gist of it on a scale where we gotta really get behind each other. We really, like, I, I was really, I don't wanna say hurt, but the, the, the outcry for, for, for Saturday, you know what I'm saying? We had people couldn't even come together for sex trafficking, but everybody make a post about it. Everybody know what's going on. But until your sister, or your daughter, or somebody mm -hmm. come up missing, then you want then okay. So say take for God forbid anything happened to somebody, kids, something like that. You would want other other people to feel you at that point in time. Right. You would want the support from other people. Right. So how come you can't just give that support, like spread the knowledge of it? You know what I'm saying? Like if something happened. And, and we get if so we, much shit on social media. If we knew the answer to that, we would have gold in our hand. Like, it's, it's, that's the undiscovered answer. Like, why wouldn't you? Why not? I, and I realized that, bro. Like, I remember the first six months of me being, going to protests and being in marches and stuff like that. I remember doing it, and I was just like, these motherfuckers don't give a damn about me doing nothing positive. <laughs> Nobody gave up. Now, at this point, three, four years later, I've been so consistent with it that you can't ignore it. But I had to really had that moment like you can't do this for nobody else. You can't look for no applaud. You can't focus like you can't give a fuck about nobody's opinion. You can't give a damn about nobody critiquing you, uh saying you might doing it for like doing it for attention. I was like so much negativity is done for attention. You wanna say something to me because I'm putting positive energy in it, just showing you positive shit. So I mean I think you really have to really look at self accountability. I think that's the solution. So I think we wanna make sure we start doing like we come to a point in every conversation where we find a solution. Or we work towards a solution. And I think it's more so like everybody hold themselves accountable for what they're going to do. What are you going to, what kind of energy are you putting out there? What, are, what kind of care are you showing for your culture to, to be a difference maker? Because we always talk about change, but people ain't really being the people that's creating the change. And we got to hold ourselves accountable to be the change creators. In closing, I want to wrap up episode three. I want to say thank you uh, for tuning into another episode. 
I was talking to my producers over the weekend. I want to say thank you to our fans in Canada. International stuff hey, listen, going on right now, man. I had a, I had a Toronto uh, DM. Yeah. Oh, you did? So that's what that yeah, was. Yeah. Toronto, she was, that was number one fan. Number one she fan. did say she was a number, number one fan in Toronto. You. So that makes sense. Yes. So, Dave, that's where it came from. <laughs> My birthday on Canada Day. So, you know, July 1st, man. But, um... Like I said, in closing, we want to just make sure y'all tune in. We want to make sure that you like, subscribe, and pay attention to Stream Live Podcast comment, Network. Comment, comment, comment. And I just want to say, there's a lot of change that we got to create, but the first step is to stop avoiding the conversations. Right. Stop trying to sweep it under the rug. We got to have these conversations because convos create change.